What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. And man, I can't believe it. We're actually back on the Xander Effect after being gone for, Jesus, since what, December or so? This has been like the longest time that we've been on hiatus for a while. And I'm very, very happy to uh, be back on the Xander Effect, along with my co-hosts, of course, uh, Lonnie Rivera. She couldn't be here today. She uh, She's actually uh, off uh, in still, you know, she's, she's still off doing... Uh, a couple of things here, but we'll be more than happy to see her again very, very soon. Uh, but I do have this other dude next to me, right here with me. You know, he's, um, you know, he's actually uh, on location himself. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Miller. Jeremy, how you doing, buddy? Hey, brother. It's good to be back. <laughs> Did did you miss me? Did, did was was that was that no, all it was? You didn't miss not. me. I, I missed our listeners. I missed uh, I missed Lonnie, who I'm still missing since she's not here. But you, no, I have to put up with you daily. That hurt. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt. See, and that's the reason why I went ahead and I played the song uh, Nirvana uh, Lithium. Uh, at the opening of the show, because you know that's how that's you make what me I feel need somehow. to deal with you. you well, no, that's what I need to deal with you, actually. <laughs> and he's not. He, well, I'm the only like if for any of you, uh, uh, for any of you that are following us on YouTube, we're actually going to be uh, filming the Xander Effect now on video on YouTube. So make sure you check out our YouTube channel, the Xander Effect Podcast. Uh, look for us on there. All our episodes are on there. All uh, uh, what is it? 105 episode, 106 episodes. This includes the. <sighs> the specials that we've done as well right. yeah it's right around 106 i think yeah some, somewhere around those lines so uh it's definitely it's definitely really uh really big man that was dude let me tell you something that was such a huge pain in the butt to go ahead and uh, <laughs> get all those show all those episodes on there i was it was driving me nuts but better hey, you I than did me it. brother <laughs> I hate you. I really, really hate you for that. So, but, you know, it, it feels good, though, to be back on here uh, with you uh, and with Lonnie when she gets back. Uh, you know, it would be great to have her back on the show as well. So that way she could go ahead and uh, deal with you. And I don't have to deal with you as much that much either. Well, I was so. going to say keep you in line. But. <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> now you can actually well, now you can actually see our our uh, our facial expressions and everything else that we have in, uh, you know, on there. You could see uh, Jeremy's ugly mug. I mean, I'm sure many of you are sick of seeing him already. You've seen him already on uh, the television show Growing Pains when he was a little kid. As an adult, yeah, he, you know, he, he's 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 a sexy beast. I gotta admit, I'm sorry. You're a sexy beast, man. I was gonna say you're hot for me. Don't even lie. <laughs> <laughs> always, buddy. Always. It's that bromance, man. It's that wonderful got bromance that right. we got. <laughs> but you know, it's it's good to be back on the Xander Effect. We got a lot of really cool episodes coming up for everybody. Uh, you know, super excited. Uh, today we have, uh, we actually have a special guest. Uh, Jay Sun comes back uh, to uh, the Xander Effect. We haven't talked to him in a very long time. He's here to promote his brand new single, Come With Me. And it's a good song. Um, that, you know, seeing the music video, we actually, for again, for all of you that are watching on YouTube, we will be uh, showcasing his brand new music video. Uh, and of course, for all of you, listening on all our streaming platforms, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio.com, Apple uh, Podcasts, and many others, you'll be able to listen to uh, the episode and listen to his song on there. So you get the best of both worlds. You could either go on YouTube and check us out on there, subscribe and check out all the video content that we got going on right there. Or you could listen to us on all those other platforms 
trust me, we have plenty. Uh, you know, just go ahead and click on the link on our social media, either on Instagram, uh, the Xander Effect Podcast at, at the Xander Effect. Uh, I can't even talk right now. At the Xander Effect Podcast uh, on Instagram or at my personal Instagram page, which is at Xander Dames uh, one. Uh, Jeremy's got his own Instagram as well, but he doesn't like to play ball with me. <laughs> he doesn't like that. He doesn't like to do any end stuff. That's all right. We'll go ahead. I mean, he's a part of the Xander effect anyway, so he's still we still drag him along anyway. We still drag him in there with Kicking and screaming the whole Kicking way. and screaming all the way. So <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, get started. We got a couple of things going on in entertainment news, but before we get to that, Jeremy, you were telling me this crazy story about a mom gone crazy practically. Oh, yeah. We have a, this is a reported on BBC News and we have a mother in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, apparently a Miss Raffaella Spohn, who utilized deep fake technology on the computer to create naked photos of underage cheerleaders on her daughter's cheerleading team. She created naked photos of them drinking and smoking and doing other things. Wow. And sent these to the leaders of the cheerleading organization in their hometown, in their high school, trying to get these girls kicked off the team just so her daughter could move up the ladder in the competitive cheerleading world. Wow. So this woman is facing a numerous amount of charges. Child pornography Uh, being one of them. I'm quite sure. Even if it's fake, it's still, you know, pictures of underage girls. So it's, uh, yeah, this is a big time problem. And this lady has dug herself an incredibly large hole. I mean, I've heard of psychotic moms with beauty pageants and things like that. And yes, uh, you have moms that want to relive their glory days in cheerleading uh, by by living vicariously through their daughters, pressuring them and making them, you know, do cheerleading and do all these oh, things. You see it in sports. You see it in cheerleading. You see it in just about every, you know, aspect of those. I mean, it's very... We have, I mean, look at the, the the little league games. You know, you have parents beating the crap out of umpires. You have, yeah. I mean, this this stuff gets taken way too far, way too often. Entirely, way too far and way too often, and that's something that uh, that's something that needs to stop. But unfortunately, that's parents for you. You know, they want their kids to, you know, have I guess their the same life, but. You know, times have changed uh, for, for since since uh, our time. You know, and this generation and everything. I mean, you have so many different things. I mean, you have cancel culture that's trying to cancel Eminem. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one! I swear, <laughs> I had a few things to say about that one. Let me tell. You. And so did Eminem, actually. Yeah, <laughs> but, well, we all know that was going to happen. He actually, doesn't exactly remain silent. What's funny about that because Eminem had already prepared for cancel culture, and he had made this song up a year ago before uh or a year before cancel i should not a year ago but a year before cancel culture even began he had already written this song uh knowing that this is gonna happen or actually it was a year the year when cancel culture began he started writing it uh to make sure that when it happens guess what he's gonna be there go ahead he was ready he was ready for it all the way but besides that i mean man that's crazy though that these uh you know these people are actually doing that uh <laughs> That's so nutty, especially with all these psychos and real pedophiles out there. I mean, she's giving them 
this woman was giving them, you know, uh, opportunities and a chance to go ahead and be more perverted than they already are. I mean, this is horrible. This is a heinous act that this woman did. Oh, yeah. It's an awful story. <laughs> awful story all the way around. And truthfully, I mean, think about these girls, you know, that's the way it came to light for one of them was they started receiving harassing text messages and photos. People were actually sending and messing, messaging her naked photos of herself. Wow. Wow. This is a young girl who hasn't done any of this stuff. And now she's being, you know, passed around school. It's it's just awful. That and, and I mean, when you're at that age, that's such a crucial age to be growing up. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going through like, especially for females, there's so many things that females go through when during their, their teen years, you know, your body's changing, your, your emotions are changing so many changes going on for both sexes, but it's a lot more, it's a lot worse for females because physically females are going through the, the change uh, that, that, uh, that, that females go through and in their teen years. And that's always a very difficult time for a young girl. Uh, and then you add this, and that's just even more that's just even more worse for more worse as at the, at the risk of sounding redundant and you know with bad grammar that <laughs> just sounds that just sounds worse uh you know to go ahead and do something like this and not the, not to mention what are the parents thinking you know i mean at first glance if a parent sees this they're gonna go freaking ballistic they're like how could you do this how could you be on here and you know, then you have this girl trying to explain them. That's not me. Like that's not me. There, uh-huh. never did are you, that. Are you kidding? If if that was my daughter that they did this to, I mean, we'd have some serious problems. I I, I wouldn't be seeing you from like what twenty to life. I, I'd say twenty to life, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd see me. You'd come visit. I know. Uh, of you. course, I would. You know, I mean, I, I, I you know, I mean, they, 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 you know, they allow, they allow conjugal visits. So you know, it's all good. I'll visit you. <laughs> oh God, that's an awful thought. <laughs> I'd be like, put your hand on the glass. Put your hand on the glass. Do it. Do it, Jeremy. Be like, be like from Cable Guy. Oh, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> that scene cracked me up. Love that movie, by the way. Jim Carrey was a freaking like he was just crazy in that movie. Anyways, um, but yeah, I'm, I hope that this lady gets the maximum punishment for what she did because you know this is just something. This is this is this is bad. That was really bad what she did. So I mean, I'm hoping that uh, she gets the maximum uh, for that. Um, but moving forward, I mean, we we have a few things to talk about. I mean, the Grammys was last night. And the biggest winner, Beyonce, with 28 Grammys. This is the first time in history that a female artist has gotten this many Grammys at the Grammy Awards. And congratulations to Beyonce. I mean, she is just a legend in the music industry. And, uh, you know, for her to have received this many, I mean, she's the Queen Bee. I mean, it's it's something that's it's a huge monumental achievement for her, uh, and uh, you know, major congrats to Beyonce and to and to Jay Z. You know, I mean, that's his that's his wife, and you know, he's got to be proud of his wife. Also, um, uh, Beyonce's daughter also received her first Grammy as well at the Grammys last night. So it's it was it was a great great night for that family in general. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that, Jeremy? I think it's pretty awesome all around. Um, it's incredibly well-deserved. Uh, Beyonce is just insanely talented. She always has been. She's she's amazing. You know, I mean, that's the truth. I It's not a, 
a genre of music that I listen to all the time. But, you know, she's I don't think she's put out anything that I haven't enjoyed that doesn't make me, you know, start bopping my head and start grooving and moving around, even if it's not something that I would throw on for myself all the time. You liar. You know, you know, you dance around to put a ring on it. Honestly, every time I hear that song, I just can't stop thinking of of Kyle from Glee singing that on the on the football field. Okay, the fact that, that the fact that you saw Glee <laughs> is already scary enough as it is, right there. Dude, I've got Joni. What do you want from me? She, <laughs> <laughs> she well, that's like true. The, when, when your when, when your fiance goes ahead and says you're watching this with me, you kind of have no choice. You, you in know matter. what you're doing. You're watching. <laughs> yeah, you're, you you kind of have no choice in the matter. You know, there's, there's just no way you're going to be able to like escape that. But. Uh, Anyway, no, I, I absolutely have nothing but respect for Beyonce and for her to have reached this kind of pinnacle. And like you said, where it's the very first time we have a female artist who has more Grammys than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Michael Jackson held that title for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, Prince held that title for a while. I mean, there's all these. These are all male artists. Yeah. All male iconic artists. So to find have somebody of her caliber I mean not that we haven't had amazing icons and divas and performers but to have her finally achieve that and and be like you said the most decorated Grammy artist ever is pretty awesome and um, I mean I've told you this before I actually got to meet her before she was Beyonce I had Mm -hmm. no idea who I was meeting back when she was in Destiny's Child yeah I met Destiny's Child when they were maybe 14 or 15 years old Mm mm-hmm and I had no clue who I was meeting. I got, they said, this is this new, you know, this new group, Destiny's Child. I, you know, sat there and talked with them for five or 10 minutes. It was awesome. They were very sweet. And then we went on our way, you know, three, That's four, crazy. five years later, I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now you're like, holy, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's, it's incredible. Cause uh, you know, uh, the first time I saw Destiny's Child was in the, on the, on the Disney uh, TV show, the smart guy. Uh, that's I think that's where they made like a special guest appearance and I saw Beyonce and I fell in love. I was like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. You know, <laughs> like I was like, wow, Beyonce's freaking gorgeous. Um, but I really didn't know who Destiny's Child was. I just thought that they were just all, all three of them were beautiful, but Beyonce was the one that always stood out to me, uh, you know, in that group and rightfully so. I mean, look at, look at her now. Um, but it's just so incredible to see the evolution of, of Beyonce, how, where she started and now where she is. And, uh, you know, major, major props to her. Congratulations to her again for her her many Grammy wins. And, uh, you know, it was a huge night for for a lot of people last night. A lot of... um, a lot of uh, uh, different uh, events happened last night in the Grammys. One of which that stands out is the snub of Naya Rivera in the uh, in memory of. A lot of people are talking about that as well. The fact that they snubbed her at the Grammys. I mean, but at the same time, it's like with Naya Rivera, I don't know if per se it is uh, it is a snub because yes, yeah, she was in, in Glee and she did music, but. I mean, I, would you consider that a snub? I mean, I, I would say that maybe at at the at the uh, Emmys, if she wasn't shown in the memory of, that would be a snub because she was in, in on a TV show. But at the Grammys, I don't I don't know if you could consider that really a snub. What do you think? Um, I'm, I, that's a hard one because. 
like you said, she did do some music, but she wasn't known as a musician first mm-hmm. and foremost. So, I mean, for me, that would be like, and even this would have more ties into music because he's been in an actual band for years, but that would be like somebody saying, oh, well, if Kevin Bacon passed away, you know, he was snubbed at the Emmy or at the uh, at the Grammys. Yeah, because he was in know. what Footloose or something like that. Well, no, not just because he's he's had a band with his brother, the Bacon ah. Brothers, for almost twenty years, and they actually are, have toured and have done an album and are are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's not what he is known for. So you know, Kevin Bacon is an actor. I mean, everybody knows him for his his movies, his TV shows, everything else he's done. So, yes, he was a musician, but I wouldn't expect to see a tribute on the Grammys to him. True, true. You know and what I, I mean? So, I, I I don't know if that's if that's a, a real snub or not. I mean, I, I can tell you, I was rather bothered that um you know my tv dad alan thick was not shown in memoriam at either the academy awards or the emmys the year mm-hmm. he passed away mm-hmm. um for a man who contributed as much to the entertainment industry as he did uh that was a pretty brutal snub mm-hmm. but this I, I like i said i think people think of her first and foremost as an actress yeah and that's where they would expect to see a tribute, I think. True, true. And uh, I mean, it just it's 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 a tough one to call, but you know, it is what it is. There's always been snubs left and right at Grammys, Emmys, Oscars, and everything. And you know, people go ahead and and talk about it the next day, but you know, the times pass, so all they can do is apologize and say we're sorry. You know, we, you know, we with with the with the so with the unfortunate number of people. Uh, that have passed on it's just hard to keep track of who who did we miss you know and that's that must be tough on the people putting everything together so you know it is what it is on that aspect uh in other entertainment news uh again congratulations to beyonce because again huge win for her uh but in, in, in other entertainment news Zack snyder's justice league has already the reviews are coming in i mean it's premiering this week it's the four hour long director's cut the way the movie was supposed to be uh before Zack snyder had to uh you know uh had to uh give the reins over uh to uh uh, to the other director and um and, and to the other party and the thing here is Wait, give the reins over well he walked he, away for another project didn't he no 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 he uh he had a uh, death in the family oh, okay yeah he had a I death th- in the family he had to he had to leave the the project for that reason and uh according to to news sources now now don't quote me on this because i mean this is just something that I heard that that's the reason why he left the project was because there was a death in the family. Um, and he was really like, it was, I think it was a, a, a daughter or something like that. Some, something to that effect. I believe it was, I'd have to double check my notes. Um, but uh, it was a big death in the family. And he had, he left the project for that reason. He couldn't do it. Anymore. Very, very understandable. So, um, but unfortunately uh, the movie was left. Uh, obviously we saw the reviews. The movie was horrible. Uh, so many people didn't like it. However, this one, this version, the Zack Snyder cut, the way he wanted the movie to go, this is the movie that people are talking about right now already. 
They're saying that this movie is a knockout. And let me tell you, if the trailer is any indication, this movie is going to be huge on HBO Max. I mean, you know, you have uh, um, you have uh, Steppenwolf looks completely different. Doesn't look like the Steppenwolf that we saw in the the Justice League, the 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 version that we all saw. Um, you have uh, Apocalypse, or no, not Apocalypse, Dark Side. Keep on saying Apocalypse. Uh, Dark Side makes an appearance. Uh, there's been rumors that uh, that uh, John Jones, uh, Martian Manhunter, he he will make a cameo. So will uh, members of the Green Lantern Corps. They'll make cameos as well. Uh, there's been talk of so many different cameos. I mean, they go into deeper story on The Flash and his, you know, him. they show him uh, saving uh, who I'm assuming is Iris. Iris West, his future wife, um, and uh, you know, uh, so so you know, they show so many different parts of each hero of the Justice League that this this new version makes more sense than the version we all saw, and this is of course in a Zack Snyder style, which is that dark type of uh type of feel just like he's had on all the batman movies on bat and batman begins and everything that dark feel that that realistic feel to the heroes it's not comic booky or anything like that it's the Zack snyder style so this right here this version looks freaking phenomenal and this is the version that so many dc fans have been waiting for this is the version that should have rivaled Avengers, like completely should have knocked Avengers out of the box office, uh, you know, uh, uh, reigns a long time ago. But unfortunately, he had to leave the project. So now he he and he and the thing is, he had all the footage. He had all the footage of everything he shot. That's why he had the opportunity to re-edit everything and make it his way. And that's why this this is called the Zack Snyder's Cut Justice League, because this is his version of it, the way it was supposed to be. So I'm excited for it. I know you're a little hesitant on it. Um, it's not. I mean, I let you know me. I love Zack. His style is great. Mm-hmm. I prefer a more realistic, darker edge to my, you know, my hero stories. Mm-hmm. Um those have always been the ones that I gravitated towards. But first of all, getting my ADD ass to sit down for a four hour film is going to be tough. Unless it's good. Um, Unless it's really good. Dude, even if it's good, four hours, four hours. That's the beauty part about pausing it, watching something else for a minute and then going back to it. Four hours. That's a long time. And and I have to say for it your comment of this would have, you know, this would have knocked Marvel off of its perch. I don't know about that, man. Even we have to wait and see. Bur- even if it's a brilliant film, trying to get a four hour film into the theaters and get people to go and see that, unless he broke it up into parts, I don't see that doing the type of business that Avengers did. Yeah. I think critically, maybe it could have gotten more recognition. But at a four hour time mark, I don't think there's any prayer worldwide you could have gotten the response that Marvel got. 
I just don't think it's possible. I think that is a is a bit of a barrier for a lot of people in going to see a film. It's quite possible, quite possible. I'm not I'm not going to knock uh, your opinion on that one because it is a long freaking movie. Um, but I think I I'm, and I'm not too sure here, but I, I'm a, I'm thinking that uh, Zack Snyder did break it up in parts. I want to say that he did, uh, and I think he's showcasing the first part this week, and then I don't know how it's going to go. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I got to go ahead and watch it uh, when it, when it uh, premieres. I believe it premieres. Uh, I think it premieres Friday, the 19th or the 16th, I believe. Um, it premieres one of those. Uh, it yeah, it's coming out this week. It but. comes out this week on HBO Max. I know that for sure. Um, so, I'm uh, again, I'm looking at my notes here. I can't really... Uh, I think and I'll tell you, I mean, they could have gone, you know, old school with it, which would have been awesome. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, we used to get three hour, three and a half hour pictures. And what did they do? You had an intermission. True. It was True. normal. People I remember don't remember that. that. People, well, a lot of people don't remember that. Well, you know, I, I, even on, even on even on uh, even on video cassette, and I'm I'm aging myself here. Um, my mom, uh, she bought she bought uh, movies like Ben Hur or The Sound uh, of Music, and or The Ten Commandments, and she we would watch it, and then at the end of the first video, it would say intermission. Yep, during that time, uh, because it was watch, such a, it's an epic uh, movie. If you watch Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. it still has the intermission and the intermission score, even when you're watching it. You can watch it on DVD. You can watch it on VHS. They sometimes cut it out if they put it on TV, but any other version you watch, it's actually cut with the full intermission as part of the film. It's on mm-hmm. the DVD. It's on everything. Very true. Very true. So I guess, again, we're going to have to wait and see uh, this week when it comes out. Uh, you know, check your local listings. Uh, check HBO Max because it's going to be on HBO Max. Um, but we're going to have to wait and see if there is, in fact, an intermission or if they're going to do the entire four hour movie in one fail swoop. So we'll see what happens there. Another speaking of long movies, it seems that, um, you know, James Cameron went ahead and re-released Avatar overseas. And that one knocked Avengers Endgame out of the box office. <laughs> um, and Which many I... fans are pissed about it because like, oh, like like social media went bananas in talking about how, oh, well, James Cameron, he, you know, he couldn't do it any other way. He had just had to re-release it and blah, blah, blah. But Avengers, when the, the box office came out, they're the ones that were number one. And I mean, in a sense, I got to agree with some of these fans and what they're saying because, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, you have to re-release it. But if a movie is doing well after its re-release, I mean, even Marvel went ahead and gave James Cameron props on social media. They even did a, a kind of like a mini gif on on congratulating him over his box office win over Endgame. So uh, Marvel wasn't too, you know, they were like, okay, whatever, you know. I mean, congratulations to you. That's a, here's the here's the thing. Marvel doesn't care. They really don't. <laughs> they don't care. They made billions. Fans they, care more than the, the production they, studios Mar- do. <laughs> Marvel made billions off of this. Here's yeah. the difference. James Cameron is such an egomaniac, he cared. He couldn't live with it. Don't. James Cameron is such an egomaniac that he couldn't live with it. He had to re-release it so his could be number one. He personally could not live with it. 
it's well known he's not a pleasant person you know it's not like he's knocking down my door i'm not saying anything you know it's gonna get me in trouble <laughs> but you know he's he's well hey, you known. never know he, he might knocked, actually he might actually like your gumption sir no you know but he's, <laughs> he's well known not to be the most pleasant person to work with and you know he's very much an egomaniac and it's been a thing with him that his i have to be number one with this and mine was greater and da-da. and the truth is avatar is not that great i'm sorry it's not it was an for enjoyable film for its time it was fun but it does not hold up it it's you know 10 years later you go back and watch it that's why he re-released it overseas nobody would have bought tickets to see it here true yeah when, nobody like, nobody would have even paid attention when the majority of the people already have it they own it at home why would they gonna go watch it in theaters for the experience when shoot some of these people some some people have like home theaters at home i mean there's no you point know, in the, watching it in a theater again. The truth is, for me, you know, it's annoying because if he wanted to do something like this, well, then finally bring out Avatar 2, which you've been saying you're going to do forever and ever and ever. Did, but no, I think they started filming that already. Yeah, they were supposed to start filming like six years ago, seven years ago. True. I mean, it's I was still, about to say because of COVID, they couldn't. But yeah, you're right. They were supposed to do been, it a while ago anyway. This has been going on forever now. True. You know, so what? The only way he can, you know, he can feel good about himself is to re it's just it's it's very petty and ridiculous to me you know no, but have, Jeremy, you, tell me you how you really a, feel don't hold back you have a film that is made over you know a hundred what is a hundred billion dollars or whatever the hell they made you know and that's not enough for you your ego is so fragile that you, you, i mean be a be a creator come up with something new True. do a next installment i mean Endgame didn't just beat them. Every single one they had reached the 1 billion sales mark. Wow. Every Avengers movie reached the 1 billion sales mark. So James, show me your show me your stuff. You want to you want to be the number 1? Well, where's number 2? Where's number 3? You show me a billion dollars in sales on those. Give us a, a great picture for part 2 and 3 and so on and so forth. Uh, then where, you're number 1. Where's number 2? The famous game the famous game that most uh sanitation workers always wonder. <laughs> where's number 2? <laughs> well, you heard him, James. You you heard the the man, the myth, the legend right here, Mr. Jeremy Miller calling you out. So, make sure where is number two and not Give only him but stuff. many fans are many fans are calling you out on that one so i don't know For me, well, that that would have been the thing to do if you want to one-up them that's the way to one-up them re-releasing your previous stuff just so you can stroke your pathetically fragile ego is is pretty petty to me wow. if you want to be number one why don't you come out with some new material and and beat them beat them at their own game you're savage you know that that's the facts. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're a savage, savage human being. Why am I gonna? Um, why am I gonna sugarcoat it? <laughs> well, I guess um, you know. I guess that so far, that's the way he's playing it right now. So uh, we're still fans are still waiting on Avatar two. <laughs> we don't know how long we're gonna wait. Uh, we're gonna continue to wait, but uh, whenever he decides to. But so far, he's re-released Avatar, the first one. So you know, it is what it is. Um, so we'll just go ahead and live with that for right now that, that's probably just a taste maybe or maybe he, that's what he's doing maybe he's just putting that out there as a taste of things to come you know get, getting people to remember avatar so that way they could it could prepare him for avatar too that could be another possibility i'm sure that's how he justified it 
that's yeah <laughs> we got we got some other stuff going on today uh coming up next in uh coming up next we actually have um our guest today uh jay sun hip-hop artist uh you know uh jay sun's gonna be on the show talking about his uh, brand new single come with me and his music video which we will uh we will also showcase on youtube again we are on YouTube as well. But first, here is Matchbox 20's 3 a.m. right here on the Xander Effect.
what up? This is AB. Hey guys, this is Sean Kanan. What's going on? It's Amanda Holly. Hey, Jeremy Miller from Growing Pains here. This is Maxim Model Riley Sawyer. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to The Xander Effect. Thank you. 
the voice of Aset, you bet! From I, the Somnium Files, and you're listening to The Xander Effect.
That was Paulina's Angel right here on the Xander Effect. Uh, so we were supposed to have uh, Jason, artist Jason, on the show, but unfortunately, uh, he actually had to. Um, he, he was uh, had, he was uh, he couldn't make it today uh, due to some personal reasons. Hopefully, he's okay, and uh, you know uh, we're we're sorry to hear that he couldn't uh, come through and uh, talk a little bit about his new single. Uh, we'll go ahead and have him back on the show again sometime in the near future uh, to talk about his new single. Uh, you know, uh, uh, so we'll we'll figure that out. So Jason, hopefully you're uh, you're doing better, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get you back in here again. Um, but. You know, just because he's not here doesn't mean we don't have extra innings in entertainment news. And I know, Jeremy, you have some stuff that you want to talk about. I actually, uh, there was a couple of other topics that I wanted to share as well. So, I mean, you know, ladies first. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Smart ass. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to actually address something that happened at the Grammys, which is which is pretty cool for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a fan of this guy. Taika Waititi actually won a Grammy. Really? Yeah, the director of Thor Ragnarok, you know, the director of Jojo Rabbit, which, by the way, he's an awesome director. He's an awesome director. I I don't even want to get off on, I could go off on an hour of Jojo Rabbit. I don't know if if you've seen it, but brilliant, brilliant film. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. So funny. So dark. Um, I mean, how do you, I don't know if you've seen the preview. It's a, it's a, story about a boy in World War II Germany yeah. who is an it's ardent comedy. Nazi. Yeah, he's an ardent Nazi whose imaginary friend is Hitler. <laughs> and wow. he, he has to come to terms with the fact that his mother is actually hiding a young Jewish girl in their house. Interesting. I've heard, of, I've heard of the story. I haven't like seen I the said, movie. You could, but you could do a dramatic, you know, heart-wrenching piece on this and yet he did this brilliant comedy this parody-like slapsticky brilliant thought-provoking anyway the guy's a brilliant director a very good actor and he actually won a grammy that he didn't know he was even really eligible for he tweeted after reading it basically lol wtfff (laughs) nice (laughs) Oh, it was he won the Grammy for um, best compilation, which was a a title that was introduced the year that um, Phil Collins uh, had put together the soundtrack for Tarzan. Mm. And they thought this was so powerful, the compilation of different songs that he had put together for this soundtrack, they created an actual category for soundtrack compilation. And Taika actually won. So the guy is halfway to his uh, his EGOT, you know, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar and Tony. He's already got an Oscar and now he's got a Grammy. So... Wow. That's awesome though. That's awesome. And and another, you know, when talking about surprises, another another person that was surprised to receive an a, a Grammy as well was uh Tiffany Haddish. Uh and she was actually told while she was at work <laughs> that she had won a Grammy. She didn't even know uh That's until awesome. they told her while she was at work and uh, she started crying. She was crying. She couldn't believe that she had won a Grammy actually. Uh so that's another surprise right there. Um so many surprises at the Grammys which is really cool. 
Uh, and one other thing that we didn't talk about was how many people were at the Grammys during this time. Like, like you know, uh, things are starting to reopen little by little right now. Uh, so uh, they actually shot, you know, showed shots of uh, the audience, very minimum. Very, it almost looked like it was done at a restaurant with a small little stage. Uh, so I mean, it didn't hold that many people in there, which is uh, really cool. So I mean, there's still a lot of social distancing being practiced right now uh, as the world is starting to slowly but surely starting to come up with a new vaccine now. Uh, so many people are taking the new vaccine and everything. So that's really cool that uh, events are starting to open little by little. But that's really awesome, though, man. Those two surprises right there. Uh, in, uh, in other entertainment news, I want to talk about a, a little bit about a couple of uh, shows that I just discovered recently. I mean, these shows have been coming on, going on for a little bit now. On the CW, uh, you have the Walker Texas Ranger reboot starring Jared Padalecki. And the thing about this is that Jared, he's like the guy he's actually the executive producer of uh walker they're calling it walker and he also stars as walker as well but this is a different take from the the chuck norris version of it um and it basically is about uh texas ranger walker cordell walker that lost his wife and is now uh, he he left after uh, the loss of his wife. He left Texas for a while, or he left. Uh, I don't know if he left Texas, but he left his family and everything else to do an undercover assignment that had him gone for a very long time. And he's come back uh, to a daughter that basically is you know going into the wrong crowd and everything. Uh, you know he has a son that uh, that also that that is trying to keep us you know keep himself together for the family uh you know he has a brother that's a district attorney there's just so many different things about this version of walker uh that are very interesting and uh of course jerry paralaki he's he's coming off of a 15 season stint with uh supernatural uh you know and so that was very interesting that uh i mean this this guy has done like he's done a lot i'm very uh happy to to see an actor like him grow the way he has in television i mean obviously he started in gilmore girls as rory gilmer's love interest dean uh you know he started off there then he went into supernatural then he came back for the gilmore girls reboot or not reboot but uh, no wonder you like him so much you're funny um part of your uh your 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 little your your little girly night of gilmore girls you have your little manicure and okay mr glee okay glee yeah, I, I was forced to watch that with yeah, my sure, fiance. Oh yeah, I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. Anyways, <laughs> if I start hearing you singing the other songs, oh, it's open season for you. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, but yeah, I mean, it, he's doing really well with that one. Uh, and uh, another another uh, CW television show that I just discovered. I mean, I was I was thinking about watching it, but then after seeing some some uh trailers for it and after seeing some uh some footage of it i decided to go ahead and watch it is uh superman and lois and this tv show basically takes place about 16 or 17 years after crisis on infinite earth ended uh and this this pretty much shows what uh what uh the what's going on with um 
you know, uh, what, what happened after crisis ended, because during that time, Lois had given birth to their first child, which is Jonathan. Uh, and this takes place when Jonathan's now he's like 16 or 17 years old and they have a younger son uh, named Jordan. And uh, they this they're both teenage sons. So this talks about how Superman is dealing with not just being the man of steel, but also being a parent along with Lois. Uh, the show is very interesting. I saw the pilot. I saw the first episode and it actually has me a little hooked because there was talks about uh one, if not both of his sons having inheriting his powers. And so far it was the son that you would least expect. And I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, even though it's already, there's already, there are already three episodes in. Uh, so screw it. Spoiler alert, just in case you haven't seen this show yet. It turns out that, uh, and spoiler alert for you, Jeremy, I don't know if you're going to want to watch this or not. You want me to spoil it for you? Well, see that one's that one at least interests me a little bit. Um, so I, I will end up watching. I don't care if you spoil it. Okay. Spoil it. All right. Well, I was going to spoil it anyway because I don't care. Um, <laughs> that's how much I love you. Um, yeah. <laughs> turns out that uh, both their sons want like they're both they're both polar opposites. You have the one son, the all American boy, you know, quarterback. You know, in his freshman year, actually, no, it, it, it takes place uh, when uh, when he's uh, w- their oldest son is, um, I would imagine, actually 15 years, because uh, I think freshman is what, 15 years old. You're you're a freshman in high school. Yeah, 14 ish. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, and then their younger son, which is also he's also like 13 or 14, uh, something like that. Um and or I don't know if they're twins. It's weird. I don't, I don't really remember too much of the storyline as far as the family's concerned uh, with Superman and Lois. But the point is that one of their sons inherits uh, the powers and they're assuming it's the good son because their other son, Jordan, has was diagnosed with uh, with uh, social anxiety, I think it was. And he has a very he has to take medication for it. It's really bad for him because he's he has night terrors. Uh, he's got a lot of issues uh, emotionally that are plaguing him. And it turns out that like they were all expecting Jonathan to inherit the powers because he made the varsity team. That's how it starts off in the show. He made the varsity team, uh, you know, as a freshman. And they're thinking, okay, maybe his powers are starting to develop because, you know, he throws, he's he's athletic, he's everything, pretty much all the powers that Superman would have. And a tragedy happens that uh, that Superman loses his mom. Uh, you know, he loses he loses uh, Martha. Uh, so they have to move. To, they, they go to Kansas to settle her affairs. And it turns out that Martha wanted Clark, a.k.a. Superman, to come back to raise his family in Kansas in Smallville. Uh, during this time, a couple of freak accidents happen. And, uh, you know, as the Kents always go, there's always an accident, but yet they're okay, uh, which is very strange to many people. And uh, we go to find out that the one that actually inherited his powers, it turned out to be Jordan, the son with social anxiety and issues. Uh, so that was a surprise. Not to me. I kind of saw it coming because they always try to throw people off. And I'm like, hmm, it just seems too obvious that mm-hmm. the perfect son turns out to be also a superhero. 
that's way too obvious. So I'm like, it has to be the son that has the issues that's going to end up with the powers. Sure enough, I was right. And uh, there's there's a lot of uh, story going on there. Actually, very interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to to watching the the other two episodes that they have going on right now. Uh, the third episode premieres actually on Wednesday because it's Wednesdays on the CW. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to see exactly where they go from here as far as Superman and Lois. And uh, it's interesting to see Superman as a father, uh, you know, and Lois as a mother, because we've all been so used to seeing their love grow, but not with a family. It's always just been the two of them. It's always right. been Lois and Clark. It's always been Superman and Lois. Uh, no family. It's just been the two of them. So it's very interesting to see the their parenting skills, how they, they acclimate, how they adapt. Superman being Superman, having to save the world, having to be the protector of the world, and at the same time being a father, raising two teenage boys. One that is starting to learn about his power that he didn't know he had. And what's crazy is that they didn't know that their father was Superman. He kept this hidden from them because he didn't want them to grow up knowing that their father was this savior of the world. I mean, how do you process that as a son? Uh, you know, how do you how do you go ahead and, and deal with that? That you're half human and half alien. You know, that's, a, that's a lot to process for a teenage boy. So hell, it was a lot to process for Superman when he grew up and found out that he was not from this planet. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's a very I interesting. Say, I, like, I like all the little twists and turns with that. That gives me, that makes me a lot more interested in that than say the Walker show. Um, I like the new take that they're giving on the Superman thing, getting to watch Superman and Lois as parents, all those storylines that can come from that, all those little all those what ifs. What, yeah, what in the Superman and Lois that definitely children. makes for that definitely intrigues me and makes me want to give it a shot. And also the half human part of these boys. It's like remember they are half human, half alien, so how are they going to be able to acclimate that? I mean, is Jonathan going to eventually develop powers? Uh that's still that's still something that we don't know yet. I mean, it's still very fresh. So that could be something. And Jordan, how is Jordan is Jordan going to stay being a good guy or is he going to turn to being a bad guy cuz he's got a, he's got a very dark Thing about him that uh, that people that, that we're still trying to figure out is he going to end up being a good guy or a bad guy? We still don't know yet. Um, it would be interesting for them to kind of make it as Jonathan, you know, is eventually develops his powers. Jordan develops his, but it's kind of like a yin and yang type of thing: good versus evil, brother versus brother. We don't know yet. Um, the other thing too is that uh, Superman has a new villain that he has to go up against some 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 guy in a, in a suit that knows everything about Superman and at the end of the first episode we go to find out that it's you know the guy the villain is a Luthor and it's not Lex so this is either an offspring or uh, uh, some some genetically uh, made Luthor spawn. Who knows? So there's a lot of questions that are being uh, thrown around here as far as as far as that's concerned. So we don't know 
who this Luthor is. Uh, but one thing's for sure, uh, there is a Luthor involved in this whole thing. So we'll go ahead and uh, keep an eye on that. And uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of interesting uh, stories going on right now uh, as far as uh, that's concerned. So, um, you know, we'll go ahead and keep an eye on that. Uh, coming up next in sports, Drew Brees says that he is retiring and uh, we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about that. But first, here is Robin Thicke's magic right here on the Xander Effect.
What's up, guys? This is Ariane Celeste. This is Larry Neymar, the founder of E! Entertainment Television. Hi, this is Maricela Cornejo. Hey, how's it going? This is Polo Molina. Hey, yo, what's up? This is the Zando Effect, and I am the DJ KID, the Kick Free. Welcome to the place to be. Thank <laughs> you. 
That was the Foo Fighters. Time like times like these, right here on the Xander Effect in sports. Looks like the NFL is saying goodbye to Drew Brees. The uh, New Orleans Saints quarterback has uh, announced his retirement yesterday after 20 years in the NFL, and I believe it was 15 years with uh, with the Saints. And man, the guy he had a career. Uh, he was considered one of the best quarterbacks in the league and uh, it's going to be sad to see him you know you know pretty much uh, hang up his uh, his cleats and say goodbye to the sports after we've been so used to the crazy you know games that he's had in the past um you know he actually went ahead and said his goodbye and he had his kids uh join him in his in his uh in his retirement farewell to his fans and everything so that's something that uh, many people are going to remember a very unique way to uh to say goodbye to the sport of of football and uh you know I mean, we kind of saw this coming, though, Jeremy. I mean, he, you know, we we all knew that this last game that he had against uh, the Buccaneers during the playoffs uh, was more than likely going to be his his final game. Uh, it's sad, though, because it would have been great for him to have left on a high note by going to the Super Bowl and winning it. But obviously, we all knew that the Saints were kind of the underdog in that uh, in that entire in, in that um in that series. So, I mean, but, you know, I mean, great career, though. I mean, you know, 20 years with the NFL, 15 with uh, with New Orleans. The guy's an amazing quarterback. He's had an incredible career. He is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You know, he he has a ring. He probably with his talent could have more. That is an argument that could be made. Um but he had an incredible career and he was a top five quarterback no matter where he went. I mean, people thought this Saints move wasn't going to work out. I don't know if you remember, but when he left um, San Diego, everybody was talking about this being a disaster, him going to New Orleans. And look at this, 15 years, had them as a perennial playoff contender. The only years they didn't make the playoffs were when he was injured for most of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's he. you cannot deny the numbers the guy put up. Um But yes, as you said, we definitely saw this coming. You and I have been talking about this expected retirement for a couple of years now. Yep. It's not that he was not still, I mean, as you saw, still a very good quarterback, still was right there in it with a chance to take his team to the Super Bowl this year. But everybody hits that point where their skills are declining, where their body's not recovering as quickly, all those things. And you've seen that with him over the last, two, three years or so. Mm-hmm. So this this is no big shock to me. Um, you know, all I can think to say is thanks for the memories because, you know, he really was a fun quarterback to watch. Was. And one of those guys that even if I was not a fan of the team he was on, I still rooted for him. He just seemed like a nice guy, too. I mean, in interviews and the way he treated fans, the way he was with fans. I mean, he just seems like a very genuine, nice guy, you know? He does. And he has done a lot for that city. He has invested in that city. He has done a lot of charity work for New Orleans. Um, He was instrumental in helping with fundraising and other stuff after Hurricane Katrina. Mm -hmm. He was, you know... He's a, he's a pretty awesome guy, and he he has he seems to care very deeply about that community. 
and and the community cares cares and will always care for Drew Brees. I mean, they're going to be, uh, you know, he's going to always be their hero uh, for the team. But now the question is, who's going to take his place? I mean, there are plenty of candidates out there. But New Orleans, you know, they're 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 a high standard team. I mean, they're gonna it's gonna have to be somebody that's gonna have to you know pretty much pick up that slack. Well, it all depends. I mean, I don't know what their um, draft position has looked like over the last 10 years mm. being a perennial playoff team you're not picking that high in the draft most of the time mm-hmm. um and we have to remember they did get gutted for a draft for quite a few years there after that ricky williams debacle trade true you know signing um where they gave up you know every pick they had for about three years or whatever it was so they might be in a rebuilding year for a couple of years. You don't, you really don't know. Um, they don't have a lot of young stars. You know, if you look at most of their stars, they are people who are at least midway through their career or beyond. True. So again, do you just try and plug another quarterback who's available in free agency in there and hope you're still a playoff team? Or do you break it down try and rebuild get rid of some of these bigger contracts of now given that'll be hard for fans too because you'll be letting go of names that they have come to love but if they're going to get great again i don't see them just plugging in a quarterback even if they got a great quarterback you have aging stars around you this might be the time for them to start a youth movement true True. Well, I mean, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what happens uh, with uh, with uh, Drew Brees and uh, the New Orleans Saints. One, uh, not speaking about the New Orleans Saints, but one shocking re-sign that I heard about talking about quarterbacks is Cam Newton. He got re-signed to the Patriots. That was yeah. something I did not expect Bill Belichick to even agree to. That was an interesting re-signing. I didn't think that was the best fit that we saw last year. <laughs> That's an but, understatement. <laughs> but I believe that Bill Belichick sees something still in Cam. Okay, if that I, man sees something, it's it's there's got to be something there. That's what I think. I really do. I believe that Cam still has a lot in him with the right coach. Belichick could be that coach. I don't know. But if he's still around, Belichick is seeing something that he thinks can work. Belichick is not going to stick with something that he thinks is a disaster. True. That may have looked like a disaster to all of us last year, but you know, this guy knows what he's doing. As much as I dislike Bill Belichick, I you and everybody nothing, else I have nothing but respect for his ability. I mean, at the at the end of the day, too, uh, it's one of those things where it's also a learning curve. So and I believe maybe Belichick also sees that as well, that, you know, you you have somebody like Cam Newton that was with uh, the Panthers for so many years. He got used to the team. He got used to the plays. He got used to the fans. He got used to so many different aspects of that particular team that going from a semi mid level team, mid to lower level type of tier team to the high tier level of the Patriots type style of team and coaching, um, you know, again, according to the NFL, 
Um, that is a huge step. That's a big step from one end to the other. And that is definitely uh, a learning curve to it, especially with, with Coach Belichick. I mean, the guy is from so many interviews, so many people pretty much see Belichick to be the strict person, the strict coach that basically expects nothing but the best from his players, nothing but perfection from his players. And again, that's that's what shocked me that that Cam Newton got re-signed because I would expect Belichick to be like, dude, you, this is your one shot. You're done. But again, like you said, maybe he saw something, maybe, you know, as 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 he ages and he sees uh, the that there aren't many quarterbacks that can actually that may be able to actually take up the mantle that Brady left behind. Um, he's kind of at. A, a point where he's like, well, there's not too many people that could, you know, fill those shoes. Cam Newton's the closest that I could think of uh, that could possibly fill those shoes. He may have that potential to do so. So maybe that's the reason why he kept them. He said, hey, let's give him another shot this season. But it's very I have- possible, like you said, that he might not have had a better option for this year. It could be as simple as that is this is the best shot we have this year and we'll make another decision next year. That It could be nothing more than that. But I mean, the quarterback you know, pool is pretty thin right now, so... It's it's very thin. I mean, if I am, uh, yes, I'm ragging on my own guy. But when people are talking about, you know, who's going to trade for Sam Darnold as the big <laughs> quarterback trade, that's pretty thin year for yeah, quarterbacks. It really is. So, you know, it's uh, that's been the big thing is, are the Niners going to trade for Darnold? Are the Saints going to trade for Darnold? Or like, really, that's the big name in free agency this year? Hey, well, so, you know what? An- another uh, another. Another sign that uh, I was happy to hear uh, just last night. It was just uh, just in last night, actually. Uh, my my boy, Aaron Jones, he's staying with the Packers, and it was during it was it was a huge negotiation, and uh, I believe they re-signed him for forty five million. Um, so that's a huge, huge, uh, huge step for, for the Packers to keep him because if they would have dropped him, oh, I would have uh, been so pissed. That would have been very, bad. very smart move on their part, you know. Um, because he's young, he's young. Well, that's, that's the thing. Rodgers is an aging quarterback, mm-hmm. you have a young stud running back to take pressure off of him. Correct. That would be just ridiculously stupid on their part to yep. to let somebody of this kid I mean, you and I, you know I've been high on him for a few years now. Since his rookie year. Since his rookie year. You, 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 was it was it you that drafted him during uh, fantasy football? Yeah, the first year. The first year. First yeah. year, yep. And, that was, no, and I, I believe that was his first year too, playing. It was. Yep. But the 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 combination with him and McCarthy at the time was because McCarthy was the coach at the time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought was a really good combination with this kid's skills. And as we've seen, he has really played out as a star running back. Yep. I mean, he he has become everything you and I have talked about and done exactly what they needed him to do, which is yep. take pressure off of Rodgers. You know, Rodgers is an amazing talent, but like Breeze, getting to the end of it, he's a step slower and you got to have somebody like that. I'll throw it back to what I always do, which is Elway and the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Still the greatest quarterback I've ever personally seen. 
that's nobody's gonna until I see somebody else that changes my mind I have never seen anybody like John Elway but he couldn't win a championship until they got him Terrell Davis Mm -hmm. as soon as Terrell Davis came in for the Broncos that changed the whole game all of a sudden it wasn't all on Elway's shoulders he had somebody to help carry the load and bam two straight Super Bowls I mean that's that's pretty damn impressive I agree and the other thing too is that I believe this re-sign also might have something to do with Rogers kind of giving that cryptic interview uh, a couple of months a few months ago uh, after the loss to the Buccaneers during the playoffs um, basically telling them you know telling fans that oh you know we'll see what the future holds type of cryptic message uh, and many fans took it as oh he's leaving Green Bay uh, many people took it as, oh, he's leaving Green Bay. Uh, but according to uh, what uh, one of his uh, former teammates said, I forgot who it was. He was on a podcast and basically said, well, what Rogers wants, and this is just him, his assumption is that what Rogers wants is control of the drafting process with Green Bay. He wants somebody, you know, he wants to have some sort of control over that drafting process so that way he could have a team to work with. Uh, And in this, I would imagine, and you and I, we talked about this too, that I would imagine that he would want more receivers at this point, more receivers and possibly uh, better guards to make sure that he has enough time in the pocket to be able to throw the ball because there's only so much he could do with running the ball over and over again with both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Those two guys are incredible. I mean, if Aaron Jones can't do it, you got Dillon right there. That's going to just mow through the line and get through just like Jones would. But as far as receivers go, you have, uh, you know, you have MVS Marquez Valdez Scandling out there. You have, you know, obviously, you you have uh, you have um, uh, oh God, um, the name <laughs> escapes me right now. Um, you have MVS. Uh, you have uh, oh Adams. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams out there. How can I forget that? How can, how can I forget? I was going to say, yeah. you forgot Devontae. Yeah, that's where my I had a brain fart there for a second. You have Devontae Adams out there. You have two great wide receivers. You don't, I mean, the other receivers are great and all, don't get me wrong, um, but it's just not enough. You know, and the, and to be perfectly honest, Devontae is the one that carries the receiving line. Um, and he can't be he can't be doing that all the time. I mean, he got injured. He was injured for a, a good a good portion of the season. That right there hurts the team. It hurts Rogers because he can't throw it really to anybody else. Uh, so that's I'll what I'm assuming. You, I'll give you the other side of that though, and this is kind of a fantasy perspective, but also not. Is Yes, a truly great and dominant wide receiver is invaluable. Mm-hmm. But there are so many serviceable or better wide receivers out there that the pool is so deep with a talent like Rodgers. Personally, I don't feel like you have to focus on the receivers. Of course, you want him to have good people. But like you said, my concern would be his protection, you know, his guards and his tackles. 
making sure he's kept safe and focusing on the running game so that they can't just focus the defenses can't focus on him i personally feel that yes having the two great wide receivers like that is awesome but i mean they got what is it they have one of the saint brown brothers right he's um i think they have equinamius um older brother of uh Oh, the USC receiver, um, St. Brown. I can't remember his first name at the moment, but there's a lot of very serviceable guys. Um, I think you guys had Devin Funches too, the uh, mm-hmm. receiver from the Panthers who did mm-hmm. really well out there for a while. So again, you can always plug in mid-tier guys with upside. You can always find those guys at receiver. Finding that value at running back, which is a lot you know more shallow of a of a talent pool and finding that level of protection on your offensive line are much tougher so personally if i was rogers i'd be very happy that they kept jones i i would have to guess he had a certain amount of input in that true and like you said if i was clamoring for anything if i was rogers it would be for better protection on the line yeah receiver would be way down my wish list at this point yeah because and and the thing is i've been i've been actually i've been actually harping on this point for the longest time rogers needs better guard up front because dude that that game against tampa bay was just a slaughter and they were able to get through over and over again. And Rodgers had no protection. He had to get rid of the ball. He caused, you know, I mean, that 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 caused interceptions, that caused incomplete passes. So many things happened because he was under so much pressure. That line was not stopping, you know, uh, defensive tackles and, and, you know, right and left ends from coming through. There was no there was no protection up front. And he's just he wasn't able to go ahead and keep the ball. I mean, it was just all bad. It was just all bad. That 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 game and that we've that- talked about this before, man. It's protection is everything. There yep. is a reason why quarterbacks take care of their offensive line. Okay, there are stories dating back thirty years about quarterbacks taking out their offensive line to dinner at least once a week Mm. or after a season where they were sacked, you know, a particularly few amount of times buying, you know, Rolexes for their entire offensive line. There are, there are stories in the NFL every year about this. It's the most important relationship with team because those are the guys that keep you alive. Mm -hmm. I mean, as you and I thought, look at poor Andrew Luck one of the best talents to come out of college in a while and because his cheap greedy ass owners would not pay to protect him he damn near got killed in the six years he was in and had to retire early he had two punctured lungs a punctured spleen fractured ribs left and right over and over and over massive concussions separated shoulders a fractured back he was the most sacked quarterback in the league every single year he was in the league and he was a mobile quarterback so that was not on him his cheap greedy ass owner actually said well i'd like to get him a better guard but you know we paid him so much money 
like excuse Cause, me because because they don't make enough money off fans and stadiums and everything else yeah that makes right, a lot exactly of sense. no let's let's get the star of your team almost killed on a daily basis that makes sense you know sometimes these owners they crack me up with their comments like that because i'm just wondering to myself i'm like are you even thinking or like are you are you <laughs> Are you even thinking at all when it comes to when it comes to this? I mean, it's just it's mind blowing what some of these owners are are, are thinking when they say this stuff. So, uh, well, I mean, bottom line is, you know, so many different things happening right now in the offseason of the NFL. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens when the season begins. And uh, I mean, like I said, we, we just finished. You know the NFL season. We're going into uh, other sports seasons right now, and uh, baseball, baby. You got baseball, basketball spring going training. on. Right now. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But come on, spring training. <laughs> Dodgers are back, baby. Dodgers are back. <laughs> it's spring training. Yeah, Sorry, geez. I'll get I'll get excited about the NBA when Anthony Davis comes back to the Lakers. Right now, it's just LeBron losing. So. I can tell you're excited about baseball, though. Uh, yes, dude, come on, it's Dodgers. You know me. True. I bleed blue, baby. I, this is it's Dodgers. Hey, so do I. So do I. Hey, I love the Dodgers as well. So I'm in Los Angeles. And I'm there. Let, I'm let's right talk about this real quick. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers have the most potent pitching staff I have ever seen coming into this year. Okay, we already led the league in ERA last year led the entire league in ERA. And what happens? We're getting David Price back, who sat out last year because of COVID and wanted to. He opted out so he could be near his family during the pandemic. David Price, perennial Cy Young competitor, perennial all-star, and one of the best pitchers of the last 10 years. We are, and then just signed Trevor Bauer, who was a runner-up in the Cy Young uh runner-up in the Cy Young this year and has had one of the top ERAs in the league for the last three or four years. Add that to Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller, as well as the three young arms the Dodgers had who pitched all last year. They have seven starters who all have all-star caliber stuff. Seven starters. And that's not even talking about the bullpen or the backups or, I mean, dude, I have never seen a pitching staff this loaded before. And you want to know the beautiful thing? They don't have an ego about it. David Price, Mr. Contender, Competitor, possible Hall of Famer, probable Hall of Famer, came to the management and said, hey, I took a look at what we got. Looks a little crowded. You guys put me wherever you need me. Well, here's here's the thing. It's almost like they heard you because if I remember correctly, we we talked about this on one of the episodes, how the Dodgers need to invest on better pitchers Mm. on a better pitching, you know, lineup, because even in the playoffs, you were like, I can't believe they're putting him in. They're putting him in. These guys are not, you know, pitchers that need to be put in right now. Um, They need better pitchers and asking you shall receive. Apparently they heard you. I, I like I said, man, it's it's a beautiful thing to see right now. I mean, Kershaw's still an amazing pitcher, yeah. but he's on the downside. Yeah. He's he reminds me very much of um, Greg Maddox late in his career, where his stuff had changed. He'd lost some speed on his fastball, and he had to 
become a new type of pitcher Mm -hmm. he had to adjust he had to create new pitches he had to stop trying to overpower everybody and and become a little more crafty and i'm watching kershaw do that now and it's great because he is altering his game he is still a very dominant pitcher we have walker bueller who's one of the young guns who's definitely going to be in the cy young conversation for the next five six seven years And then we have some up and comers, but to go out and invest in top tier pitching where we are so stocked at the moment that even a couple of injuries we can still deal with. That's something that you just can't put a price on for a baseball team. Very true. You can't pitching especially in the postseason, wins championships. Very true. Very true. And uh, you know, with the season beginning, I think the Dodgers are going to have a good chance to make it to the playoffs, World Series. We're going to have to wait and see what happens with that because that one's all Dodgers, good. baby, back to back. Hey, you know what? <laughs> that one's always a crap shoot. I'm rooting for the blue. I'm rooting for the Dodgers. I'm rooting for and, the guys. And yeah. can I say, I but I don't so, want to jinx it either. So I am so happy, so happy, so happy that we have reached the point of being able to open back up the stadiums yeah the dodgers will have fans this year given still smart still social distancing they're only going to be at about one fifth to one fourth capacity so you're only going to have i think a max of about fifteen thousand people at the game rather than fifty-five thousand. but there will be fans there and as fans we will get the opportunity to maybe go to a game this year and that's pretty awesome Yay! <laughs> well, that is that is definitely good news to hear for many people. I mean, we missed it last year. It's been it was one hell of a 2020. Hopefully, 2021 will slowly but surely start, you know, getting back to a new normal, but a normal nonetheless. So, we'll see what happens as these uh, months progress. In other sports news, the UFC fighters are calling for new gloves after another eye poke incident ending uh, UFC Vegas 21. And man, this the the pictures on this poke was pretty pretty bad. Um but here's the thing, the uh, the eyeball was practically exposed. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um But here's the thing that this has been going on for a long time where UFC fighters are consistently getting poked in the eye because, you know, the gloves, they cover the majority of the hand except for the fingers. Um, and oh, course, you're, when you're when you're you're supposed to keep your 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 thumb in when you're fighting with gloves, but how you can't really do that with gloves because they're so thick. So yeah, it's, it's very difficult with MMA gloves because very, of the way they're made. Extremely. So um, it's 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 something that maybe the way they need to do it is wrap the thumb because the thumb is the one that actually pokes the eye. It's mainly mm-hmm. the thumb, not the other fingers, just the thumb. So maybe they can come up with a glove that maybe doesn't cover the finger, the, the, the first four fingers, but it does cover the glove to protect the person from, from getting poked in the eye. Well, see, the problem is, you know, this, like I do though, you've done grappling, you've mm-hmm. done that stuff. If you can't grip with your thumb, how are you going to grip properly? Yeah. It's, it's, That's- it's it's the problem. You have to have that exposed for the grappling side of it. 
or maybe they could find a way to put like uh like uh, uh or, or they could go ahead and put uh, latex like a latex glove so we could still have movement to be able to grapple but not something enough. or maybe i mean even i would say even just less padding in yeah. between the thumb and the fingers so that it's easier for the fighter to keep it tucked in correct if Correct. they need to, you know, but that would still leave them the flexibility for grappling and being able to get a good grip. Correct. You know, yeah, that would be my solution is because, I mean, you felt those things. I mean, it, the amount of padding in between your finger, it keeps your hands spread. Yeah, it does. It really you does. Know, it, it's, 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 it's almost it's, impossible to make a fist in those things. So. It's really bad. And I've seen some pretty bad eye pokes. I mean, I think I also, I, I remember that even a fighter's eye even popped out or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was really bad. It's been really bad with those eye pokes. But um, see, if you look at, if you remember the old pride days when they were the the days back in Japan where they were doing mm -hmm. the shoot fighting stuff, they had the old school gloves that had no fingers. Yeah. And it was some of the crappiest grappling you've ever seen. You know, guys, guys couldn't get a hold of each other. They couldn't get a good grip. So they were still doing MMA, but you didn't see a lot of the same grappling techniques because mm -hmm. how the hell are you supposed to grab onto somebody they when you like hands robot hands? It exactly. Was weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a tough decision because yes, finger poke or eye pokes are horrible. They're career I mean, ending. You're, you're talking about career ending injuries here, but at the same time, you can't limit the grip or else you take away an entire aspect of MMA. Yeah. I, I so say I say I say it's, they go it's back a hard to bare one knuckle. to find. I say they go back I, to bare knuckle. I say go back to bare knuckle too. I really do. But you know the truth is that was more for protecting the UFC. Yeah, blah blah wham wham. No, no, it was. They didn't want guys breaking their hands mid fight. They break or, their hands anyway. Well, this is the thing. The the glove rule came around when they were still doing the um tournament style pride and and UFC mm -hmm. where it was you know, you you fought so many people in a row to get to the championship. Well, too many people were breaking their hands. I believe it was UFC three. They had like three or four people break their hands. So by the time they got to the final fight, it was two of the substitution guys who hadn't even fought fighting for the championship because they had nobody else who wasn't injured. So from that time, it was like, no, we have to do something. We can't have guys not able to continue. And that was what spurred on the rule originally. I mean, yeah, but but going back to what you were just saying right now about what, what we were talking about, about guys breaking their hands. I mean, I remember talking to Quentin Rampage Jackson a few years ago, and this is fresh off of his fight against um, uh, against uh, God, who was it? Uh it was it was a it was a televised it was on Spike TV. Um, I can't re I can't remember the the who who he went up against, but um, he he went up against a fighter that has a freaking like iron jaw. And I talked to him, and he even actually showed me his hand, and it was still very swollen. And he's all, dude, this guy, his jaw was just so like it was just it was it was it was hard as a rock, man. I damn near broke my hand punching him and he wouldn't go down i gave it all i got and he would not go down so fighters do get injured even with those gloves on they still get injured pretty badly with their hands 
So, I mean, it, you know, like I said before, they, they break their hands anyway <laughs> when they're hitting them anyway. There's just less chance of it happening quickly and, you know, the fight not being able to continue. True. So, I mean, it really is just protecting their back pocket for these big events and stuff so that, you know, they don't end up losing a major fight because of something like that. But I'm, I'm a purist. You know me. I'd rather go back to the old school. I'd rather go back to no weight limits and everybody fighting everybody. That was I mean, I, that was the that was the way it was meant to be with MMA. That was a lot it, of was, fun to watch. it was meant to be style versus style. It yeah. wasn't meant to be everybody doing the same shit against each other. That's true. That's true. And that was all like I said, that's always a lot of fun to watch, let me tell you. But um but I guess we'll go ahead and see what uh the UFC and maybe even uh also Bellator, they might have to consider this too. Um about uh, protecting their fighters a little bit more by adding more stuff to the gloves. So who knows what's going to happen? We'll, we'll just have to wait and see what the future holds for, for MMA and those gloves. Coming up next in video game news, looks like uh, Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone, uh, went ahead and one of the actresses, Mara, gets two cheaters uh, uh, that were on Twitch banded from playing uh, Call of Duty. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, we're going back to the 90s with TLC's Creep right here on the Xander Effect.
listening to Xander Effect. Oh, boy.
what's happening? This is your favorite guest, Du Brown. Hey guys, this is Ian Garen. Hey, this is Annalise Hoveda. Hey yo, this is Nightmare from Dirty Machine. Hi, this is Cambry Lovesey. Hey, this is Dovely. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Xander Effect. Cause I tried to kiss ya Yeah, it always ended to see me with ya oh. But it suddenly ended It went cold and you took some distance My emotions just went up and down in a whirlwind Anxiety, tears, broken dreams and obsession How I like you and see you in love hasn't changed oh. But the one thing that's dead isn't ready for you I've become the man you want
that was Ian Garen's chapter two right here on the Xander effect in video game news. Looks like, uh, looks like two Twitch streamers or gamers uh, were were discovered to be cheating on Call of Duty Warzone by none other than Alex Zedra, who is the actress uh, for Call of Duty Warzone's uh, and, and Modern Warfare's Mara. Uh, she ended up uh, finding these two uh, cheaters and banned them uh, on Twitch after she called them out. And it basically went something like, uh, quote, hey, at Twitch, I hosted a streamer hacking during attorney. Just thought you should know. Uh, Icy Vixen and Bearded Banger. So she went ahead and called them out. And, and you know, she put her, her at Alex uh, underscore Zedra. And yeah, looks like uh, both of their channels have been officially suspended and uh, they've been banned. So looks like they're they're You know, it's something that uh, and she went ahead and she thanked uh, Twitch by saying thank you at Twitch for banning the most toxic hackers I've ever come across in my five years of being on this platform. Uh, glad I got to witness him being banned live after being called bitch and the 1v1 them as they are blatantly hacking. I am so, so thrilled to hear this because I am so fed up with these cheaters. Here's the thing. And Jeremy, you know this. I've been talking about this for the longest time. If you don't know how to play the game fairly, then don't play the game because at the end of the day what you're doing is you're trolling you are causing issues for so many players that just want to play the game they want to have fun they want to enjoy we don't need your toxic uh your toxicity on any of these games go ahead and find something else to play you know if you can't play it correctly then don't play it at all stop playing these games but of course this is gonna fall on deaf ears because i just found out actually in in uh playing i was playing a uh uh war zone or no Warzone. i was playing uh call of duty black uh, or um cold war la uh last night i believe or no a couple nights ago with another gamer um and by the way shout out to this gamer his name is slonicus on on xbox shout out to him he actually went ahead and and uh, I, I told him that um, I told him that uh, this is a, and by the mind you, this is a guy that just met on Xbox. Uh, and I told him that uh, that my controller had an issue that the B button kept on kept on getting stuck. And this is a controller that I bought at GameStop, by the way, off of their website. Um, they sent it to me. The controller was completely like it, the B button kept on sticking. So and it was a pre-used controllers so obviously i figured but still 49 dollars for this pre-used controller and it didn't work kind of screwed up but whatever um so i mentioned this to this to this uh gamer on xbox and uh, he said dude what's your address i'll send you i'll send you a brand new controller i have it still in the box and everything and i'll just send you a new one man i'm not even using it now when you're on Xbox, many gamers tend to uh, be, you know, have delusions of grandeur and say, yeah, I could get you this. I could get you that. No worries. I got, I've, I've met gamers like that, mm -hmm. that basically claim that they have family members at Turtle Beach and they could get free headsets. Uh, they also claim that, you know, one gamer and I'm not going to mention his name, but one gamer claimed that he could go ahead and uh, send me, you know, uh, not only a new headset uh, with a new controller 
and everything never came through with it there's a lot of there's a lot of uh bsers out there but this particular gamer came through went ahead and for those of you that are watching us on youtube i'm showing you the the controller right here this controller right here he he got me this controller uh sent it to me sure enough it was here i got it you know so shout out to, to Slonicus uh, for sending me that controller. Thank you so much for that. And you definitely uh, did, you know, you definitely, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, hooked it up. So I appreciate that. Um, but um, but going back to what we were talking about and uh, I was talking to Slonicus. And he had told me uh, he's got a buddy of his that works uh, in the gaming industries that told him that basically all when when we are asked to send uh, to report players for cheating or whatever, these hackers have found a way to get those reports on them. If it's on them, they have a way to funnel it back to them and they put it on the cloud and put it away so that the the companies that were reporting them to don't ever get these messages doesn't shock me this is ridiculous this is yeah, getting to, ridiculous to cheat, to cheat at a video game that gets them nothing i'm saying this is ridiculous I mean, these hackers are actually doing this. I mean, do they not? Well, I, I would have to say they have nothing better to do. I mean, they are in quarantine. They really have nothing better to do. But to troll and to just, you know, cause havoc for gamers that want to just play the game. We're all in quarantine. We've all been stuck at home for over a year. Okay. We got nothing better to do than to, you know, play the game and for you to go ahead and make things worse by trolling, by making, you know, the game, the gaming experience a living hell just makes it worse on us, too. I mean, come on. Give me a break here. So my message is to all these developers, do something about these hackers that are also now finding ways to funnel in all these complaints into their system so that way no one ever gets the complaint against these guys i'm so happy that this actress alex was able to find these two hackers and ban them all hackers need to be banned off of gaming systems they should not be allowed to be on here causing havoc and trolling if they want to do that create a lobby just for them let the hackers go up against hackers that'd be fantastic just let them go up against themselves kind of like how gta how rockstar uh created a bad gaming lobby a bad gamer lobby just for these types of gamers put them all in there and let them go at it with one another that's all you got to do. Just let them go at it. You want to hack. You want to go ahead and go up against. Well, you know what? Go up against your own cheaters. You know, have fun with that. That's my rant. <laughs> I'd be totally good with that. Stick them all in, you know, one server and let them go to town on each other. I'm saying, man. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's just it gets annoying. I mean, you and I, we, we played. It was fun, folks, because because uh, Jeremy and his and his two sons and myself, we got to play PUBG last week. That was a lot of fun, by the way. Uh, really enjoyed. I had a ball. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> during the gaming, during the waiting lobby, we, I was beating the crap out of everybody, and they were beating me up too. We were throwing rocks and 
And what was it? What was it apples? Apples, <laughs> rocks, we just snowballs. I, it was funny though. I mean, the experience on that was so hilarious because when we first got in there, we were driving, we crashed into one another at the dune buggies. <laughs> it was just a lot of fun to screw around, but truthfully, you know, we had a good time because, you know, it was a pretty it seemed like a pretty chill server yeah you know there didn't seem to be anybody in there bsing i mean there's some good snipers and good people that definitely oh, yeah. can take you out quick but you know they um uh what's it called there's definitely you know all of that but we didn't have any of that hacker type crap you know people you're sitting there shooting them and they're not taking damage, any of that other crap that comes up that really ruins the experience for other people. Yep, true. And that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Just enjoying it, having fun with your friends, having fun with your family. I mean, we had a blast because of exactly what you just said. And that's always it's it's always fun to have that type of fun. That's what, that's what gaming's all about. To get away from the normal crap that you deal with on a daily basis and just escape for a little bit and have fun. Not to go from a crappy day and end it with another crappy day on on you know in gaming it's just it's not fair so i'm glad to see that that happened i'm glad to see hopefully uh these developers start finding ways i mean slonicus said it best he's like dude there's always going to be cheaters there's always going to be hackers there's nothing we're going to be able to do about it we just got to live with it um and i agree with that but if they could at least start cracking down a little harder uh you know way harder then maybe we won't have to deal with it that much and that's just that's just the way i look at it so well I mean, I'll, I'll throw it to the game you and i are both playing right now um star trek fleet command mm -hmm. we had a person who used to be a part of my alliance not my alliance but our you know the alliance i belong to who got a little I guess pissy and butt hurt with Scopely, the company who makes it, as well as with some of the other alliances who were screwing with him, apparently. Mm -hmm. Well, this guy is apparently a hacker because he hacked in and created hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of false bot accounts and filled entire sectors with bot ships and bot bases and taking up all the mining spots and wow. just trolling the whole server basically and scopely's done nothing about it they literally i don't know i mean it it goes away for like a day and then he'll repopulate entire areas with these bots and it just ruins the game you can't go into those sectors to do any missions or to do anything it, it just it's him being a dick just to be a dick I just, I, I wish there was like, there was like, I wish there was anti-hackers that are hackers that go in and, and just troll the hackers. That's what there I are, There are, but they're not doing that for video games. They're doing that for the financial hackers. They're doing that for phone no, records I, and personal data. But that's there are people out there doing no, it. There are the anti-hackers. And, and that's 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 what that's what I would love that they would do for video gamers. You know, teach these guys a lesson to stop hacking because they're gonna get hacked too. I mean, that's, you, that's some of my favorites. If you want to get on YouTube and have a fun, you know, few minutes watching somebody just lose their mind, go on and just YouTube um, 
you know, hacker gets his account cleared or whatever. And basically it's these people who prey on, you know, the elderly and whatever else. And these guys get on and they, they use a fake voice and they, they basically tap into the hacker's computer, take control of it and wipe their files. Good. And it's absolutely hysterical. You hear these guys just losing it. You know, they're trying to run their scam. They're trying to stick to the script. And the guy's just screwing with them and screwing with them and making it take longer so he can get in. And then finally, he'll take it over and he'll put some weird screen on their thing. And they just, like, lose it on him. Nice. Like, like they're the ones who've been wrong. They're sitting here trying to scam the elderly out of their hard-earned money. And they lose their shit. It's so funny to watch. Nice. I got to check that out. I got to check that out. And in talking about YouTube again, guys, you know, check us out on YouTube. We are now officially on video, even though, uh, Jeremy, I'm looking at a big J, uh, on be there soon. I'll be there soon. Today was not a good day for the, for the camera. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it, I, I get it. You need to be pretty for it. So, you know, it's all good. I'm always pretty. There you go. And that's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for listening to, uh, our welcome back to, uh, you know, life again, you know, Xander Effect podcast. Thanks everybody for listening in, for tuning in. Uh, Jeremy, again, thanks for being on here, man. Appreciate your time as always. Absolutely, brother. Good to be back. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show and uh, looking forward to talking again in a couple days. Oh yeah, totally. And and, and of course, uh, Lonnie, you know, uh, sorry we missed you. You know, hopefully uh, you're, you'll be able to come back uh, on the Xander Effect very soon. And again, please, Lonnie, don't make me deal with him alone. <laughs> and of course, I uh, wanted to also, uh, you know, uh, wish uh, Jason well. I hope that uh, that everything's okay wherever he's at. Hopefully, we'll have him back on uh, the podcast again very soon. And uh, once again, you know, catch us on YouTube. We're now on YouTube. Uh, just go ahead and on the search uh, engine, just uh, check out, uh, you know, search for the Xander Effect podcast. We'll pop up. All our episodes are on there make sure you subscribe hit that notification button so that way you can go ahead and uh, find out when new episodes are popping up again we're on here every monday wednesday and friday um and uh yeah man i mean i'm i'm you know again i'm excited to be back on youtube you'll see some of the earlier episodes of the xander effect uh you know you'll see the evolution of the xander effect from when i first started the show (laughs) which cracks me up every time i see it i'm like wow i can't believe I can't believe I did that. Um, but, you know, I'm very happy. I'm very, I'm still very proud of uh, how I've gone from there to here. So very, very happy about that. And uh, as always, we're still in a pandemic. We're getting better. Things are reopening slowly but surely. But there's still many, many people out there that haven't gotten the vaccine yet uh and uh, even those that have gotten the vaccine still need to be uh courteous to those that haven't still continue to wear your mask still continue to practice social distancing still continue to practice uh, general hygiene wash your hands you know wear your goggles if you got them wear your gloves if you got them when you go out still continue to practice the 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 basic uh precautions during this coronavirus pandemic uh, so continue to watch each other's back and remember music always, always heals all. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you next time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like opening them up. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc., Sony Music The Orchard, and Bertelsmann. In association with Art19 Media.